Welcome to Sustainably Speaking. I'm your host, Joshua Baca. Today is our final episode of the first season of the podcast and a culmination of all the conversations from the past several months, both on and off the air. We have spoken to so many people working every day to make sustainable change, each with an important perspective on how we create a sustainable and circular economy for plastics. This is a complicated, multifaceted challenge that will require coordination across industries and governments. Today, we'll revisit some of those highlights to understand the critical and often overlooked role that plastics is playing and will continue to play to make a more sustainable world. Listen as Huntsman CEO Peter Huntsman takes us through the science of sustainable improvements. In my opinion, it is doing more with less. It is advancing society. It is advancing sciences. It is advancing the materials that we use, making tomorrow a better place, and at the same time, utilizing less raw materials, less energy, less virgin material, and so forth. So for me, it's it's very simple. We're doing more with less. And we're going to continue to do more. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we're using more product. People forget that the chemical industry is around today because it replaced glass. It replaced wood. It replaced stone. It replaced wax paper. It replaced far more intensive producing products. So when I say talk about using more, That's not to say that we're encouraging more plastic to go into a water bottle. We ought to be doing more and more as an industry with less and less material. As Christine Bryant, global head of tailored urethanes at Cavestra points out, we'll need to redefine the way we use materials and energy to build a sustainable world. I think sustainability is critically important to all of us. We all envision a world where uh, we ultimately use less energy. Achieving our goals will require a firm grasp of the science that make it possible. Dr. Marco Castaldi of City College of New York explains what that will entail. I think science and sustainability, it's using where you are most efficiently using the resources that are required to sustain the livelihoods that uh, society needs. And that goes anywhere from just convenience to basic necessities and health. You can't make a truly informed decision unless you drill down and get quantitative measurements and have that data inform what is the best process or technology or methodology that will most efficiently use the resources that human society needs to maintain a healthy and uh, sustainable life. And you can go across things like preserving resources for the next generation and so on. But we're going to use materials. We're going to use energy. That's been shown to really improve the quality and life of, of humans. And the question is, how do you responsibly extract those, use them, reuse them as much as you can? Much like Dr. Castaldi, Julie Zanuski believes sustainability centers around how we efficiently use our natural resources. As Dow's North America Sustainability Director, she focuses on the way we will continue to evolve. So when I think of sustainability, I think of self-sustaining balance or self-sustained balance within society. And as we talk about plastics and I'll say packaging materials in general, it's about sensible 
and responsible and economic solutions, really balancing all of those aspects in order to have those more sustainable solutions come to life for the long term. And it's not always apparent, right? It's not always obvious that it's the most sensible, that it's the most responsible, or that it's the most economic. But those are those pieces that need to adjust. They'll evolve, they'll shift in order to achieve that balance. And that's what I think we're seeing a lot of happening here in the circular economy space is identifying what those levers are that need to adjust and change as we evolve to the next generation. One thing we do know is that plastic will be critical to our sustainability efforts. Dr. Rachel Meidel of Rice University's Baker Institute explains. When we look at the role of plastics and the role of recycling, and we look at things like how do we attain sustainability goals and global climate commitments, there is a role for plastics in in all of this. We can't meet our goals um, without understanding the inputs and materials that are required to take us to that next level, whether they're wind turbine blades, solar panels, or lithium ion batteries. And so we have to think about what happens at the end of life. Things like advanced recycling is a type of innovation and disruptive technology that can certainly play a part in the role of circularity. Sustainability touches every aspect of our lives, but we typically don't think about the impact our actions have on the environment. As Laura Chamorro, General Manager of Polyethylene at Shell notes, sustainability means being a good caretaker of our planet. Sustainability is about stewardship in the environment, both for me as an individual, as a leader of a community, and also being a part of this industry. I think of the phrase, leave no trace for those who do hiking or outdoor adventures. The human population can't truly leave no trace on the planet, but it's about being a good steward and reducing the amount of natural resources that we use, reducing waste, and making the best use of the resources that we have. Even though they appeared on different episodes, Jeremy Wallach, partner at McKinsey & Company, shared much of Laura's thinking. But Jeremy also pointed out how sustainability, beyond just reducing environmental impacts, creates new business opportunities that allow for innovation. Personally think about it as efficiently using the resources that we have, minimizing the impact of both our actions and the actions of the value chain on the environment. You know, I think there's two sides to sustainability. One is around the new business opportunities that it's creating. And we're seeing a tremendous pull from consumers and brand owners and converters and the like for things like recycled plastic. And that's creating very real opportunities for folks across the value chain to do things in new ways. And the second side of sustainability is around how we fulfill our obligations in terms of reducing our impact, reducing our carbon emissions, limiting our water usage, not necessarily because it represents a new business opportunity, but because it's the right thing to do and and also because increasingly regulation and expectations are moving in that direction. While many of our guests focus on the critical importance of environmental sustainability, we're reminded that effective solutions must be economically sustainable too. Maintaining a healthy environment requires collective efforts across the globe and broad cooperation. 
Bridget Croak, a managing director of Closed Loop Partners, explained this intersection and what it means for the future of the circular economy. We're looking to create balance in both human and natural systems and create optimal outcomes for those in both the short and long term. So really, we're looking at environmental well-being, human health, and economic well-being as well, so that all of these things work together. Because if something is the best environmental choice, but it doesn't work economically, it's just not going to have a high likelihood of scaling in the economy that we have today. And so the circular economy is really taking an economic look at building sustainability into the system across material supply chains. Along similar lines, Paul Schneider, chairman of the Transportation Design Department at the College for Creative Studies, agreed with Bridget about the importance of both economic and environmental sustainability in long-term effectiveness. The beauty of a car or the experience of a car, addressing all the different consumers' tastes and desires, uh, personalization, all those things lead up to the different kinds of materials that we need to use. But sustainability within the classrooms is a very broad topic. In some of our mobility-focused classes, we have students that will envision dropping 20 or 30 autonomous vehicles into a disinvested community in order to get the kids to school, which is a great idea. But sustainability also has to be considered on a business level, too. So how is that sustainable? Like How will that continue to pay for itself? Sustainability and circularity within the automotive world came up often. Ford, along with many other car companies, have taken steps towards reducing its impact on the environment. We spoke with Dr. Deborah Molesky, Ford's Technical Fellow of Sustainability, on efforts surrounding car recyclability. Sustainability is really reducing the impact on the planet in all phases of the vehicle production. And so we have to worry about our emissions at the plants, the materials that are manufactured for us by tier twos and tier threes, the amount of energy that is used to make parts at the tier ones, and the vehicle itself, the product itself, and how sustainable it is for the, you know, 10, 15 years that it's on the road. So fuel economy, durability, the last thing you want to do is keep replacing parts because those parts take energy and materials to manufacture. So at end of life, what's the most responsible thing to do with those plastics? Can you use them in another application? Can you close the loop and put them back into new vehicles? So sustainability is addressing all of those aspects trying to keep the air clean, the water clean, use less, um, and make the most out of the resources that we do use. Reusing plastics is at the heart of creating a circular economy. Our member companies are hard at work to make this vision a reality. For example, Eastman CEO Mark Costa explains how Eastman is leading the way to accelerate a circular economy. The circular economy has become a huge focus for us in the last two years, uh, really two to three years, where we see a significant opportunity for us to lead and prove that these solutions are economic, scalable, and can really both get plastic waste out of the environment and reduce carbon footprint at the same time. We're very committed to carbon footprint reduction, but it's not just what we do in our plant. It's also the products that we make that enable everyone else downstream of us to achieve significant improvements. And a lot of that is in durable products where a lot of our innovation is focused. 
These developments aren't simply academic or commercial successes. They can help people in need. We heard that in our conversation with John Krieger, Chief Operating Officer at Montgomery County Food Bank. Whenever the food bank receives fresh vegetables and fruits, the length of time they remain edible depends in large part on the quality of the packaging they're in. When we get food donated, especially perishable, time's not our friend, right? So the more we can extend that shelf life, the better. One of the things that Dow did for us when they donated the funds to get our produce rescue center going was also allow us to use their engineered film that we package produce in. Whenever you get a a donation of fresh vegetables, you only have so long to get it out. So if we can extend that shelf life, we can distribute more of it that we've rescued. So keeping it fresh, longer for us to distribute it and the clients to consume it. 42 million people in the United States are food insecure. And as John said, all this work centered on helping those most in need. It's a service towards the community that also drives Green Mantra sustainability focus, according to Dominic DeMondo. Green Mantra is focused on creating behaviors that can support the environment while also helping the most people for the longest time. You know, when I think about sustainability and just broadly speaking, it's, it's really creating behaviors that protect and support our environment, but really at the same time also improve the quality of life for the people across the globe. So it really is that combination of, of our environment, but also improving humanity, marrying the two together and doing it in a way that that's lasting. For Bill Cooper, Senior Vice President at Cyclix, Sustainability is the lens through which we can view our actions and judge our efforts. From my standpoint, uh, sustainability is a thought process and approach to how people interact with the products they use and interact with the environment for the good of the earth, of the communities that they live in, and the environment as a whole. Everything we touch doesn't need to be thrown out. Everything that we do should be thought of in the context of sustainability and the environment. The energy we use, the water we use, uh, the packaging that we use, the plastics we use. How can we be aware of how to act in a sustainable way so the products that we use can be repurposed for reuse? While all of our guests explored multiple ways to look at sustainability, they all have one thing in common. Sustainability inherently means building a better future. Here's Sarah Marshall, Vice President of Sustainability at Nova Chemicals. For us at Nova Chemicals, sustainability really gets back to that definition of how do we make sure that people, the planet, and our business have a long-term viable future. So the definition for sustainability has changed over the years, but getting back to one of the most common ones for us is it's the long-term viability and sustainability for people, profit, and the planet. As simple as that. The American Chemistry Council is working with our members to build a more sustainable world. Our president and CEO, Chris John, explains. 
to me, it means helping our members create the future for the chemical and the plastics industry. And how do we help our members operate sustainably in the future? So we at ACT right now, we've got five work streams uh, that are addressing that challenge on water, air, climate, product safety, and circularity. And we're helping our members examine how they can continue to improve in their manufacturing operations, as well as how do they continue to innovate in these areas that provide solutions to the world's biggest challenges. And you can't solve those challenges without the business of chemistry. And so that, that's what excites me about this job and it makes it a joy to work for our members. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sustainably Speaking podcast, our final episode of 2021. We're gonna take a short break to plan more episodes you'll love. It's been my pleasure to serve as your host and a special thanks to all our guests for helping us break down some complex subjects and better educate all of us about what sustainability really means. We'll be back in your podcast feeds in January. In the meantime, please leave us a rating or review and spread the word about the Sustainably Speaking podcast. I look forward to Sustainably Speaking with you next year.